my name is Greg Ashbaugh, and today's podcast is the third of three episodes that detail how BioT's method of hormone optimization may benefit your patients and grow your practice. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. Corey Rice, an osteopath board certified in internal medicine who's been able to help his patients feel better with fewer pharmaceuticals as well as grow his hormone optimization practice. He's agreed to share his experiences with us today. Thank you, Dr. Rice. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So first, how, when, and why did you embrace the BioT method for your patients? So it was about seven years ago is when we got involved with, with BioT. And at that time, we were at an inflection point in our practice where specifically we tried several forms of hormone replacement therapy for our patients, including traditional forms of therapy and then both bioidentical horm- hormone replacement therapy. And we just weren't seeing the results or outcomes for our patients that we were hoping for. And so it was really about the same time that I actually got a call from one of my colleagues. He was an ear, nose, and throat surgeon at the time. Uh, and a friend of mine, uh, he had retired from surgery probably 20 years prior to this call. And he'd been running for the last 20 years a male hormone replacement clinic in Dallas using mainly injectable testosterone. He called me and said, you know, I went to this BioT training. Uh, it was a weekend course. And he said, basically, I have to tell you, I learned more in that weekend than I had in 20 years of replacing male hormones in Dallas. And that was really the thing that struck me. Uh, he was a highly respected physician. And and he said, you know, you really need to look into this training because these people have it right. I mean, they're they are training you pretty comprehensively on hormones and, and how to look at them, how to manage them, and, and how to produce the best outcomes for your patients. So that's really where it all started. In terms of a hormone replacement therapy, why did you choose BioT versus other bioidentical hormone replacement therapies or, or conventional hormone therapies for that matter? Yeah, I have a simple answer and, and a somewhat complex answer. So I'll kind of meld the two together probably. Uh, simply put, when you look at natural hormone replacement therapy, it really makes logical sense. And then when you look at the science behind the mode of delivery, when it comes to specifically pellet therapy, it just sort of came together and, and just made sense when you started looking at the research. When you get down to the facts, these pellets have been around since 19, the 1930s. And I was blown away at how much data actually exists regarding these, these pellets. And I couldn't wait to dive in and start quantifying these patient outcomes. You know, protecting our patients from age-related disease is a top priority, and I think your listeners would agree with me on that. And so, you know, the other key variable as to why I chose BioT versus other BHRT or bioidentical hormone replacement therapy uh, therapies or companies is really the concept of power in numbers. It's that simple. I wanted to be a part of the largest collaborating provider group in the world when it came to understanding and optimizing these hormones. In medicine, you really don't want to be a lone ranger out there trying to figure this all out on your own. You want the help of, of really a group of learned and trusted and highly respected clinicians. And with BioT, that's what we got. So it really was that simple. Well, that makes sense. So why do you think the pellets that BioT providers use are clinically superior to so many other forms of hormone therapy? Yeah, excellent question. So as compared to other forms of, of replacement, so creams or pills or patches or injections, when you look at the science and physiology of, of, of this type of therapy, when you look at the totality of that landscape, there really is no comparison. Pellets and the way they're delivered mimic exactly how the human body produces and uses hormones going all the way back to when the patient was born. 
So this is why I think we have such a high retention rate among patients for the therapy. And the, the clinical outcomes that we're seeing are really second to none based on my experience even before doing pellet therapy. And then when you look at specifically the actual pellets used, it's really the way we test these pellets for purity, potency, and consistency from batch to batch. The other critical part of this is that BioT has partnered with what's called a 503B company versus an independent compounding pharmacy. And that's an important distinction for your listener to understand. An independent compounding pharmacy is truly that. It's a standalone pharmacy that will compound for the doctor or the prescriber, specifically what they're wanting compound. Well, a 503B company, and mind you, that independent compounding pharmacy I was just describing, there's very little regulation around their operation. But when you look at a 503B company, that's regulated and overseen by the FDA. The FDA created that to ensure the highest quality standards are used and that any potential adverse events are limited. So you really get the best of both worlds. You get a great delivery mechanism that produces the outcomes that all physicians should be measuring with their patients, but you also partner with a company that is regulated and overseen by the FDA. I see. So the testing then is technically superior than it would be. It's... it's more scrutinized. Let's use that term. So it's more heavily scrutinized than just an independent farm. There's, there's thousands, tens of thousands of independent pharmacies out there that I'm sure they're fine and they're doing their own testing. But when you're looking at the scale of the amount of providers that are now under the umbrella of BioT, which then translates into all of these patients that are being treated, you need to make sure that your product and what you're delivering is controlled tested for all sorts of parameters. And that's really where that 503B company from the FDA comes in. Did you have any reservations before diving in? Absolutely. Of course I did. I think I'm a natural skeptic of pretty much everything uh, that I do, especially in healthcare. And I think it's wise to be skeptical of most things that you're looking at as a clinician. I think for our patient's sake, uh, we need to do our own research and, and due diligence. And that's exactly what we did when it came to this particular company, BioT. And so after we got trained on the BioT method, what we did is we actually treated our families and our staff first before offering this to patients. The listener may be familiar with this concept, right? You go and you learn something new and you're not sure, right? You know the science is solid, but you're just still a little bit leery. And so what you do is you take your staff and you start applying it to them, right? Or your families. And we did that. And so what happened in a very, very quick, quick fashion is the results we started seeing from, from the laboratory data improving to just their quality of life improving. So we really couldn't believe the results that we saw, and it didn't take long for us to start releasing this and starting treating patients, and, as, and the rest, as they say, is history. How long did it take? Oh, it was within three months. Interesting. Yeah. Was it expensive for your practice to get started offering BioT's method? So there's going to be an expense to the practice anytime you look to offer a new service line, right? I'm saying what we already know on this call. Um, the real question is how impactful will this new service line be to, their, to your patient base? And do you see the types of patients that are going to benefit from this therapy? And with the sheer amount of chronic disease that we all see in outpatient medicine, irrespective of your specialty, from coronary artery disease, to diabetes, to insulin resistance, obesity, all the autoimmune disease, to cancer and neurodegenerative disease. It's unequivocal. Hormones have a role in helping every single one of these clinical states. So I can't imagine that there's a practice out there whose patients would not benefit clinically 
from assessing and then ultimately appropriately optimizing hormones. The next question is, is this right for your medical business? We all have a business to run and no matter how appropriate and how right the fit is for your patient, you have to be able to pay your staff and your overhead and keep your doors open. That's right. it. The expense to really get started with BioT is a proverbial drop in the bucket as it compares to your bottom line as measured by both patient outcomes and satisfaction, but along with the bottom line of your medical business. So the expense was minimal relative to the return on that investment years later and really months later. Was there any sort of capital investment that was required for you to get involved? There's a nominal investment when you start to just pay specifically to come do the training. And then BioT is really nice because what they end up doing, they essentially take on all of the financial burden in the beginning. So they give you all your equipment. They give you all of your pellets. They give you everything you need to start running from day one, that part of your practice. And so as you start doing more procedures, you start earning more from BioT. But make no mistake about it. They're taking the risk on you just like you're taking a risk on them, right? They're a business your business, and that's okay to discuss, right? Because we all are running a business. But in the initial sort of phase, I think that first three to six months, you will invest in training. But what you get out of that training, I would argue to anyone, and I think you could ask anyone this who are currently certified with BioT, that the return on that initial investment pales in comparison to how both your patients are going to do, but how your bottom line with your practice will improve. You mentioned training earlier. That seems to be one of the first and most important investments. Can you tell listeners about the BioT training that you received? Absolutely. This is this is key that they they sort of get this message. So what training through this company involves is it's an intense full two-day didactic session where you look at the historical and up-to-date science and evidence and literature that's around the idea of hormone replacement therapy, kind of where we were, where we are and where we're going. They do an amazing job at taking incredibly complex clinical concepts and breaking them down so that they make scientific and logical sense. They do a great job of presenting the literature around traditional HRT and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and then applying it to their proprietary BioT method. From all you need to know about sex hormones to thyroid management to evidence-informed nutraceuticals, they really do cover all of their bases. At the end of this comprehensive didactic session, you then get real practical experience on the medical procedure to actually place the pellets. You get paired with an experienced certified BioT provider who guides you through the proper technique so that you can demonstrate on real patients. Really, all I can say is get some good sleep those two nights uh, that you're there as your brain needs to be firing on all those cylinders for those two days. You actually are doing implantation, insertion of these pellets during that training, right? Absolutely. BioT will not allow you to go back to your respective practice and pellet patients without demonstrating in front of an experienced uh, provider that you know how to do the procedure competently. On the topic of integrating BioT's method into your practice, what sort of challenges were you expecting to have that you didn't have? Or was there anything that was challenging or surprisingly not challenging? Yeah, so I think what I thought would be challenging was my colleagues and what they may think of me doing this therapy that at that time, though there were several doing it, it was still quite new 
and there wasn't a lot of general knowledge about it. So I think, and I'm a young physician, um, I, I was a little probably concerned about that. Um, but in this industry, the great equalizer, and I know I've said this so much, but it is so true, is the outcomes of what we measure, what we see, and what the data shows. And I would stand in front of any judge and jury and discuss this mode of therapy and what it has done for patients and helping mitigate their disease burden and ultimately lower their risk of certain diseases. And so the fear that I had, the irony is, is the very doctors in my community that I feared their opinion of what I'm doing, those very doctors are now part of BioT. And that's the truth. So we see day in and day out doctors who once looked down on this and, you know, quite frankly, never would have supported it that are now part of the team. And you welcome those people. You obviously don't put them down. But at the same time, that's the reality. And you'll see BioT doctors across the country that have that exact same story is that folks that before would not be very positive of what they're doing are now part of us because they're seeing you can't hide the success. You can't hide. patients when patients feel good and they keep going back for a therapy and their bone density study reverses and they're off medications or they're on less medications, they're not going to keep quiet, right? In the era of tweets and social media and Snapchat and this, that, and the other, there's no way that you could bottle that up and hold it in. And so really, I'm hopeful, and maybe this is idealistic of me, but I'm hopeful we still are in a consumer-driven industry in which the patients will demand what they want, and they'll ask for what they want, and they'll talk about what they want. And so that's what's really led to this, is a lot of doctors, or a lot of patients, go back to these docs, and they bring it up. So the doctors are sort of forced to learn about it because, well, patients aren't quiet. What are the most important aspects of implementation? The things that you would recommend an interested provider uh, make sure that they do well or carefully? So implementation is key because we know that once you go through training, if you take all that knowledge, both, you know, clinical acumen attained, but also practical knowledge to actually do the procedure back to your practice and you don't apply it quickly, either to family, staff, or or even dive in with your patients and you don't dive in with checking the labs and doing all that. The, the more time you let go between starting the procedure, the testing, and then following through with that method, the more time you go from doing that and not doing that, the less chance you have of seeing this through to being a viable, successful model within your practice. So the key is, is have your ducks lined up because to those listening, they'll understand when I say this, it's like changing a tire in a moving car. Can't do it right? Your practice doesn't stop. It keeps on churning. So you've got to have every duck lined up. You've got to have everything planned out so that when you get back, and you're going to have support from this, right? BioT is going to help you here, but you've got to have potentially certain patients, family members, staff, whatever you're doing, lined up on the schedule to get their labs drawn, or maybe already had their labs drawn. You've got to have people ready for that. You've got to have a marketing campaign that's ready to roll out you got to have a Facebook blast that's ready, social media postings. You've got to be ready and armed to release this. Because once you do, it's going to be hard to go back because you're going to have a lot of interest once you start doing this. You're going to start doing couples therapy, whether you like it or not. You do him, he's going to want her to come in. You do her, 
She's going to want him to come in. So it's just, you, you got to have those ducks lined up. The other thing, if you're assigned a mentor, which hopefully you are from the beginning, you need to have a visit booked before you go through training. A visit to that practice to shadow them booked before you go to training. Best practices in BioT always do that. They're already set up with their, with their mentor well before they go to training. They're going to go shadow them. They're going to bring their front office, their back office. They're going to bring all those people. And you're going to learn practically from someone doing it and doing it right. So um, just plan. Plan, plan, plan. Don't rush into it. Uh, because if you plan correctly, you're going to hit the ground running and do great. And in the first year, you're, just, you're not going to believe what you see. So that'd probably be the things I would recommend. You had mentioned previously that there was clinical support. What kind of clinical support? What types of clinical support do you receive? I'm glad you asked that. Besides everything that, that I've already mentioned, one thing that, that really makes BioT, what I believe to be anyways, a trendsetter in the marketplace is their unparalleled support that they give your practice. They have a literal army of knowledgeable, dedicated staff that will be assigned to you to help you get started and support your office. Whether that be helping you refine your office forms, your office flow, helping you educate your ancillary staff on anything they need to know, to help with organizing, participating in patient seminars. You're going to have all of that help that you need from them. That's my experience anyways, without question. But to add to this, to the providers listening, this might reverberate with you. BioT has a mentorship program where seasoned, experienced, well-respected, certified BioT providers are assigned to you to be your clinical support tool and essentially your lifeline when needing clinical help with your patients as it relates to the BioT method. So as a doctor, this was a massive deal to me as it's only natural to be a little apprehensive in the beginning when you're starting a new treatment modality in practice. And so having that reassurance and clinical validation from an experienced colleague was incredibly invaluable to me. So you've been a mentor, you are a mentor, and what has that experience been like? It's been phenomenal. It's been challenging, uh, rewarding, sometimes disappointing. Um, so every, every emotion in between. But I will tell you this, if you can teach someone to do something and you can explore and investigate a clinical case and come to a conclusion about the best thing to do, that only makes you not just a better doctor, really a better person, but ultimately helps your patients get better. And so I think mentors, you know, really are this elite force. You know, they're like the special forces of clinicians among this company that, that tackle hard-to-treat conditions, or they just help providers that are a little bit scared about treating X, Y, or Z condition, and they want some clinical validation that they're okay to do it. And so it's been a rewarding experience because, you know, I see a lot and, and, I, and I help a lot of practices, but hopefully, you know, when it's all said and done, um, you know, I'm providing them the kind of experience that I wish I would have had uh, uh, back when I originally started years ago with BioT. This mentorship program has sort of been refined over the years to what it is now, which is kind of, as I said, this army of elite specialists. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite rewarding and you learn a lot. You learn about how other doctors are doing things. You learn a lot, a lot about what you're seeing around the country, what I'm seeing. I mean, it's a great sort of advancement, I think, in the quality of everything we're doing. What sort of things have you learned being a mentor, learning from your mentees that have come back to your practice, have benefited you back in your own work? I have definitely learned patience um, and that, you know, I'm a somewhat of a confident doctor, but I've learned that, that, you know, I don't know everything. 
and and that you know I have learned from them. And so, you know, some of the things that they see, it's nice because I've probably got I don't know fifty or sixty practices that I help out, and you know, it's nice to know that we're seeing the same trends in things, right? So if I ask you know my vascular surgeon on the East Coast. What are you seeing in your your bone density scans, right? You've been doing BioT now three or four years, and your practice is growing. Are you also seeing that these things are being reversed? I mean, are you seeing that patients are sleeping better? Are you seeing their skin clear up? Are you seeing that they have less age spots or less wrinkles? Are you seeing less heart disease? I mean, these are things that that it's awesome to collaborate. So um, I can't say that enough. I mean, collaboration is the key to to advancing what we do here, and 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 listening to and having some of these folks not just in my immediate um town state you know zip code but really just around the country is 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 an enormous strength i think for me as a doctor just makes you it just makes you better and iron sharpens iron so it's 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 really a good good concept with regard to mentorship what are some of the challenges that you've had to help these mentees through yeah so there are challenges not everything is roses sometimes when you're helping um, a clinic and or 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 a staff of providers i think the one thing that i would say to that is oftentimes it's really not a problem with the provider or the person actually delivering the therapy or or the biot method it ends up being a kink or a problem a roadblock in the dynamic of the practice. So whether that be an individual, a system, a form, the way they answer the phones, something is just off in how that's going. And so like I mentioned to the providers, it doesn't matter how great you are or how much your patients love you. If if your front office or your back office is sabotaging in some way your ability to to matriculate that patient, to reschedule for her hormones, to keep up with her blood work, and all of that, you really have to understand the messaging on the phone, what people are saying. You have to kind of have somewhat control over every component of that. And so that's one thing. When I have mentees come shadow me and follow me for a day and bring their office staff, oftentimes the clinical stuff is not really that hard. It's the figuring out various personalities and understanding that you know, you may have a deterrent to your success that has absolutely nothing with your clinical acumen, has everything to do with your support staff and your messaging and how you, you know, some, some doctors like to what I call profile patients, right? So you'll have somebody walk in the door and you'll have your staff kind of say, Ooh, I think this would be a good hormone patient. But I encourage everybody who goes through this mentor program or just through the company in general, through BioT, don't, 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 you know, profile, just Anyone who walks through your door should have their hormones checked, period. They're cheap, easy, simple blood test, one or two tubes. Just check your hormones. That's it. Because that way you become an expert. Once you start explaining all these labs, doesn't mean they're going to matriculate to actually doing anything, but your ability to explain it, patients will smell competence. They will know when you know your stuff, and they'll know when you don't. (laughs) And so I think you just have to get very attuned at, at getting the blood work, interpreting the labs, and going from there. We were talking about mentorship and clinical support earlier, but also BioT provides business support, don't they? And if so, what kinds of business support do you get? Absolutely. So it really depends on your business. Um, some clinicians on the on the who may be listening to this may not feel like they need much support. Others listening to it may think, "Man, I'm, I'm going to need a lot of support." 
to get this thing going. And so they're there for, for really anything that you need. But from a business perspective, as I said, from just the, the, the raw material and the basic bare bones of the equipment and the supplies needed, you're going to be getting that from BioT. They're going to set up strategic partnerships with medical supply vendors so that you get great rates on those types of things. In addition to that, as I said, you're going to have at no cost to you a litany of, of staff that, that works for BioT to sort of help you grow that business quickly. The other thing that they do as you become a more seasoned practice, they'll start helping you with marketing right? So you propose to them an idea like, I want to put something on a billboard. I want to put out some direct mailers. I want to do some Facebook, you know, uh, advertising, whatever it may be. BioT will actually delegate marketing dollars to your practice to support you. So they really have several different arms of support that they offer depending on what the, the provider and the practice is really looking for. When we talk about implementation, implementing the BioT method into a practice, my understanding is that there's a liaison program. Who's the liaison? What do they do? And is that specific to that integration into the practice? What sorts of support do they provide? Yeah, so a liaison is really someone who's there to introduce you to the concept from day one. So they're usually someone who comes by your practice and tries to spend some time with the clinical staff to just bring a sense of awareness of BioT, hormones, and, and really the whole idea of, of what, what the company's about. And then if you ultimately uh, end up wanting to learn more and actually go through the didactic training, your liaison is really someone who make sure to set up all your travel arrangements and your hotel and they're there from you for you when you you know proverbially get off the bus the train or the plane to take you through training um be there to answer any questions or if you have any you know comments or conflicts or concerns they're there to kind of alleviate those or they really act as a triage so if you've got something that you're wanting to know clinically you know liaisons don't have medical licenses to make medical decisions or suggestions. So they're just a triage to get you to the right support uh, within BioT to kind of get your clinical concerns addressed. And then once you're done, certified, you know, back at your practice, following the method and, and kind of doing all of that, they just check in on you month to month, quarterly, bi-yearly, whatever it is just to see that you, if you need any help. And let's say that you're having a, a problem with your practice taking off and you just need some help or you need some tips. They're the ones to give you, because they look around at best practices and most established practices and successful practices. And they, 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 they see the trends in what makes someone successful and what it doesn't. And so they'll kind of help you with that. If you're someone who has a hard time recruiting patients, uh, to come in for this, they'll go out of their way to organize, as I said before, seminars at your practice, and either you, as the owner, provider, or whoever, can give that talk, or the liaison will show up and they'll actually give the talk, and you just you're just there, you know. And so it's it's kind of they're really just your, they are really your lifeline for for triaging whatever issues you need. You told me offline that the best part of BioT is its community of. 2,200 providers. Can you share your thoughts with our listeners on that? Absolutely. So you're, you're exactly correct. So again, to the clinicians listening to, to this, 
I imagine they're going to agree with me uh, when I say this, but how great is it when you join a large group that's highly intellectual and diverse when it comes to the specialties that it trains? To date, BioT has trained everything from medical and surgical oncologist, endocrinologist, cardiologist, to numerous surgical subspecialties, urologist, OB-GYNs, to family medicine, internal medicine, emergency medicine. We've even trained electrophysiologists and pathologists, believe it or not. That's a lot of clinical practice years and patient years combined. So it's crucial that physicians partner with organizations that have a a wide range of skills and knowledge that, as a company, we can all draw on to be better providers and to ultimately achieve better clinical outcomes. The contributions among this collaborative group of specialists and subspecialists are what advances BioT's ability to set the standard of care in the BHRT community, both now and into the future. And that's all in my opinion, but that's a key component to being a part of this, this company. What has been the difference that it's made in your practice? Just looking at not necessarily your financial bottom line, but just overall, how is your practice different today from what it was previously? Incredibly different. So back then, I'd say I was still you know, knowledgeable and nice doctor and wanted to do the best for my patients. Um, I feel bad that the few years I was in practice before doing this type of therapy that, that for the patients that didn't get it, but I don't like to look back. The past is last. So looking forward, I think, you know, what this has led to for us is it's been liberating. So, you know, this particular method and this therapy has, has sort of opened up uh, our brains, our minds, and really our, our practice to other uh, types of treatment modalities. And we've been fortunate enough to build a second facility and a second location and hire additional providers. And um, and it's 100% because we put the patients first and, and, and just, you know, the retention that we have now is, is, is we don't have people leave the practice. We just don't see it anymore. And then, you know, the other, I think, real sort of pragmatic thing that happened was it moved us closer to not being so dependent on insurance and commercial payers. It got us a little bit further away from the whole pill mill sort of, you know, in and out, lots and lots of patients a day, you know, marriage we had with insurance medicine and got us into more of a sort of cash hybrid kind of practice where you can spend more quality time with patients and not feel so pressured to get through to the next patient. Uh, and, and I think BioT had a big role in, in helping us do that. Is there anything else you'd like to add regarding your BioT experience, particularly with regard to its effect on your practice? Yeah, I'm glad you, you asked me that. And that's probably a good way to, to wrap this up because ultimately, you know, who better to speak to your experience than, than, you know, than your own patients. And so I think what I'll say is I'll just close with really a, a personal vignette and anecdote from my practice and my patient base. So as, as you mentioned earlier, I'm an internist and as such, my bread and butter population is chronic disease of many degrees, shapes, and sizes. So this includes anything from cardiometabolic patients to cancer patients, autoimmune patients, patients with all sorts of neurodegenerative diseases, you name it. So it's not a stretch to say that before we went in, we went all in with the BioT method years ago on a year-by-year basis, we would see a few heart attacks, maybe a stroke or mini-stroke, 
certainly have a couple cancer diagnoses, along with several new onset diabetics. This wasn't necessarily anyone's direct fault. It's just what you would see in a busy insurance-based outpatient internal medicine practice. This may, again, speak to someone who's listening to this because they may see this as well. But here today, I'm happy, humbled, thrilled to say that in the last seven years, we've had maybe one or two heart attacks total, certainly no strokes, maybe two to three cancers, and certainly way less diabetics. Additionally, osteopenia and osteoporosis are virtually a thing of the past. Now, is this solely based on BioT and the BioT method? There'd be no way to quantify that to know definitively, but I'm convinced that by following through with that method in its entirety, that we're improving the health of our patients across the board, while at the same time immeasurably improving their quality of lives. And that's probably a good way for me to end it because really it comes down to what's happening with the patients. What are they saying? And and if they keep coming back for the therapy, clearly something's happening right. Great. Well, Dr. Rice, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, this was a thrill. Thanks so much for having me. Finally, I want to thank our listeners. Since you made it this far, I'm confident you want to help your patients and potentially grow your practice at the same time. I hope this information was useful to you, and I urge you to contact BioT Medical to find out more about becoming a certified BioT provider. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a certified BioT provider, please call 833-955-2012. Once again, the phone number 833-955-2012, or visit www.biotcommunity.com. Once again, biotcommunity.com. Thanks for listening.